What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Welcome to another episode of Strictly Business, the podcast in which we speak with some of the brightest minds working in the media business today. I'm Andrew Wallenstein with Variety. Want a free TV? And not just any TV, but a 55-inch, top-of-the-line, state-of-the-art screen you'd probably have to pay more than a thousand bucks if you wanted to hang one in your living room. Well, my next guest has an interesting proposition for you, but it comes with some strings attached. We'll be back with Ilya Posen, CEO and founder of Telly, to explain in just a moment. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, 
Are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. And we are back with Ilya Posen, CEO and founder of Telly, which just might be the most audacious new product introduced this year. And he's just getting started. There's some new interactive features we're going to highlight from Telly as well. But first, thanks for being with us, Ilya. Hey, thanks for having me. So as I referenced at the top of the show, you have been giving out free TVs. You pledged in May you were going to give out about half a million of them by the end of the year here in the U.S. And as we sit here having this conversation in late December, have you reached that goal? You know, we've um, we've set out to to build this product. We've built a, an amazing team and we've uh We've put out thousands and thousands of units. And, you know, one thing we've done that's really, really different is when we announced this company uh, publicly in May, we had an astonishing uh, number of people that were interested in our product, honestly, blew away our expectations. Uh, we, we had nearly, nearly half a million people are currently on our wait list. We spent zero dollars on marketing. We had to sign up every single second. Uh, the, the types of people that signed up are mirror the U.S. population. So they're, you know, ev- everyone's very interested in the high quality product that we've built. The other thing that, that happened was we attracted uh, manufacturers that wouldn't even return our calls in the beginning. Right. Like th- these are the top tier ones that, you know, make the best products in the world. And as a startup, they don't really give you the time of day. But once they saw the tremendous response, uh, the consumer demand we started to have you know, more serious conversations. And we thought, you know what, let's take advantage of that. Let's slow our roll. Let's send thousands and thousands of units now, which we have. Let's kind of iterate and build this product together and, and have a much bigger and stronger 24. Well, my guess is the, the uh, Samsungs of the world or uh, other companies that make the kind of screens that go into telly probably thought you were crazy. I mean, giving these screens away, uh, what... Now that you've proven that you could get these screens out the door, uh, what is what are you going to do in 2024? Are you going to now, you know, how many more screens do you plan on giving out? And are you going to give them out for free? Because I'm sure people listening to this are going to be banging at your door. 
Yeah, uh, great question. Now, people assume that free is just like an initial offer and then eventually we're going to start charging for our product. It's always going to be free. We're planning on delivering a lot of units in 24. And if you look at the TV uh, today, and I know you had a chance to, to see it, it's, it's a state-of-the-art TV. And don't let the price point of free throw you off, right? This is not a low-budget TV targeted at low-income folks. This is, this is a high-end TV. And as you said in the beginning of your program, right, if we sold this thing, it would be well over $1,000. Um, it comes with dual screens. It's got a soundbar made by Harman Kardon. It's, it can do uh, calls on Zoom and play amazing music and through Spotify and, you know, and, and so many more things. It's got a full voice assistant built in. These are all things that your TV just simply can't do, right? And that's the way... We're, we're, we've built Tele. It's kind of kind of taken a page out of you know like like the Tesla playbook, if you will, where the car is overloaded with extra computing power, extra hardware, and it becomes better and better and better over time, right? So at Tele, we release software updates every month, and this thing improves time over time over time, right? So you know we didn't have a voice assistant a few weeks ago, right? Now we do. Um, we have a karaoke mode coming soon. We will be able to pick up your remote control and sing into it, right? And so many other cool features uh, that will make this thing by far the state-of-the-art device and truly kind of the heartbeat of, of the living room, the main device in the home. And our goal here is in the same way that the iPhone became, you know, the main device out of the home, right? The main device on you. The TV is still that device that brings the family together, right? And it, and it kind of missed the mark. TVs haven't really changed in over 10 years, right? And it kind of stayed the same. And our goal is to reintroduce this thing and, and bring the smartest TV in the market. And, and this thing is just going to take over your living room. Well, okay. Now, obviously, some people listening to this are going to be saying, this can't, this is too good to be true. So we, we have to explain a few things. Number one, telly is no ordinary TV attached to this great 55-inch piece of hardware is a second smaller screen at the bottom that is always showing commercials. You cannot turn it off when the screen is on. Number two, if you are privacy sensitive, telly may not be for you. It, it comes equipped with a camera and a sensor, a sensor that watches what you're watching in order to deliver that information to advertisers. And you have to fill out a battery of more than 100 questions about all kinds of consumer behavior just to use telly in the first place, that is if you're lucky to even get selected. Not everyone who wants a free telly gets one. So, you know, what, I mean, what percentage of people, who, you know, who even come to you actually even get a TV? Yeah, all good questions. So first of all, everyone's, everyone's qualified to get a telly, right? As long as, as long as you sign up and you opt in uh, to our terms of service, you're qualified to get the TV. We don't we don't select people based on any kind of bias, right? So, so, and and from a from a data and privacy perspective, you know, we're one hundred percent privacy first as a company. If you look at what's happening in all the other TVs, when you purchase, you know, any other TV on the market, you're buying the TV, and they also sell your data. They deliver advertising, right? And our consumers recognize that they're that revenue is being double dipped on. I'm already paying for it, and I'm my my data is being used. My they're selling advertising you know, why am I paying twice? And they're realizing that with telly, we're just upfront about it. We're completely transparent about it. And you're right, at, at the sign-up process, uh, we ask a number of, you know, demographic and psychographic questions that, that, are, that are utilized to target advertising that are specific to you, 
right? Because all ads aren't equal. And the ads that are shown to you are should be different that are shown to me because consumers want advertising, but they want that advertising to be relevant, right? When when consumers hate ads, it's when they're when they don't, when they don't fit, they don't belong and and they, you know, they just they shouldn't be there and they interrupt your experience. But more importantly, that bottom screen that you mentioned, yes, there are there, you know, when you watch the top screen, the bottom screen comes along with it. But if you look at any any consumer feedback and any of our data, uh, people love it. It's not a distraction. The, the best parallel I can give to is it's kind of like the dashboard to your car, right? The top screen is your windshield. The bottom is your odometer, your speedometer, your radio, your nav. You know, we show you actor information and news and weather and sports scores. So, you know, if you're watching your favorite sports team, uh, playing on, you know, on a, on a broadcast network, we can show you scores around the country, kind of like the lower third on, on the bottom screen or a news ticker. Or imagine browsing Netflix and your Rotten Tomatoes reviews pop up right there on the bottom, right? So the first and foremost, the priority of that screen is to enhance your content viewing experience. But yes, there is advertising and that advertising is there to support the fact that the TV is free. Um, and we're very upfront about it. You're opting into that. And, and we're fully transparent, right? And the consumer understands that and they understand the value exchange. Uh, understood. But I think people, myself included, are going to wonder, how are you making money if you're giving these things away? It's not coming from the consumer. Or is there some other revenue source or is this the kind of thing in sort of, you know, classic, uh, you know, Silicon Valley style uh, you know, is it just about scaling and you'll worry about making money later? What, what, what's the business here? Yeah, no, we're, we're making money in the same way that any other TV manufacturer makes money, right? When, when a Vizio or a Samsung sells you a TV, there's hardly any margin on the hardware anyway. There's pretty much no money for them to be made there, right? We're, we're just, our business model is just better that we're able to make more money on, on, in the same business streams, in the same revenue streams that they are. So it's no different. Right. TV makers are monetizing data. They're delivering ads and we're doing the exact same thing, except we're not selling you a TV. And once again, if you look back at the, the playbook of, of Pluto, same idea. We don't have to charge you a subscription fee and deliver advertising to you like cable companies do. Pluto has built a very successful and very sustainable business on just ads alone. Right. And so initially we, we as a company pay for the TV. Right. Uh, and we we uh, we deliver it to you in your home. TVs are used for a very very long time, right? The average American family watches over five and a half hours of television every single day. The primary TV is about sixty percent of that viewing. That's you know three four hours a day of of usage. That's a lot of TV time on your primary TV. That's also a lot of opportunities for advertisers to be able to reach the consumer with relevant ads, right? So I think that's that's where our business model works is is we're able to deliver relevant advertising, performance advertising, not just brand awareness advertising, and do it in a way where it builds a sustainable business where we're able to give away the hardware and you have a clear, direct value exchange with the consumer. Now, I want to get into some of the new stuff you've got coming because there's now going to be some sort of new interactive features coming to telly, which isn't to say that there's nothing interactive. I know you guys have some QR codes that you're playing with, but let's talk about some of the browser functionality that you have coming to telly. Yeah, this is uh, super excited about this one. So typically when you see ads on TV, um, it's, a, it's a 15 second or a 30 second commercial sandwiched in between content, right? 
And from a brand perspective, that's a great way to get awareness for your product, but it's not a great way to get performance out of it, right? When you're when that ad is in between content, as a consumer, you can't wait to get back to the content. So people don't really engage on that ad. There's not enough time to take your phone out, to scan a QR code, or maybe take your computer out and go to a website or something, right? For us, performance is critical. And because we have that screen on the bottom that's there the entire time, let's say you're watching a program and an ad for, um, I don't know, Toyota Tundra comes on the, on, the main, on, the, on the screen, on the main screen. We can show you a relevant ad on that bottom screen for a local Tundra offer in, in, your, uh, in your local market. And what's coming very soon in about a month is you'll actually be able to take your remote out and click that ad and a full browser opens so you can schedule a test drive, you could purchase a product on an e-commerce website, uh, you can download an app, you can you know tune into a program, opt into whatever. So in the same way that on your phone or your computer, you can engage an ad by clicking on it, we're bringing, we're bringing the exact same ability, technology and engagement into the living room. And people have been trying to kind of bridge this gap between performance and awareness in the living room, but let's, let's be honest, it's never really gonna be done on a single screen. Right, because because once the content comes back and you have 15 seconds to engage, but because we have this dedicated screen on the bottom, the ads are persistent, and and there's plenty of time to engage the unit and take out the remote and and take action. But wait, there's more, as they say, uh, in terms of interactivity. Uh, T-commerce, which is uh, something that has been bouncing around the margins of the television industry for decades now, uh, you guys are also coming to. That's also coming to telly now. Uh, what are you? Well, first of all, explain T-commerce for those who who don't know what it is and how that is also coming to telly. Yeah, so so transacting on the TV is something we've all been doing for a very long time, right? Let's say you want to. You find a favorite movie you want to buy on, on you know, on pay-per-view or through Google or through Apple, right? You can, or Roku, you can buy, you can find your favorite movie and purchase it for $2.99, $3.99 or what have you. Uh, and of course, sign up for your favorite subscription service, things like that. But actual purchase of products uh, has been something that typically happens on your phone or your computer, right? But it doesn't really happen on TV, even though we buy movies, but we don't buy products. The browser... Uh, is going to bring that, as well as some of the native integrations we're doing with some uh, some of our upcoming advertising partners, right? So imagine you're watching, I don't know, it's it's 12.30, you're watching a football game. Um, it's sponsored by Pizza Hut. We show you an ad for Pizza Hut on that bottom screen. You take your remote out, you click that ad, and you're purchasing a pizza without interrupting the game right there on that bottom screen. The best way to look at that screen is it's almost like a mobile tablet attached to your TV, right? It it's it uses the data and it's synchronized with what's happening up top, but it's also independent, so it doesn't disrupt the experience. So knowing kind of your location and and uh, where you are and maybe your favorite pizza toppings, we can we can get a consumer to easily purchase a pizza with under a minute. It's I I could totally understand how that could be something that would be a real game changer for e-commerce, which. Let's be honest, we've been talking about, you know, the, the the proverbial example of, you know, Jennifer Aniston's sweater, which is <laughs> people have been talking, I think, since the year 2000. I looked this up was when uh, people talked about, uh, 
you know, you should be able to click on that on the screen and buy that. Um, but uh, here we are 23 or four years later, and it's never really gotten mainstream yet. Maybe it does take a second screen to do that. It has to, right? Because if you if you click on it, where does anything show up, right? You, you're going to overlay your friend's episode. That's a that's a horrible experience. And it just that doesn't really play well for the consumer or for the rights holder, frankly, of the of the content, right? But for us, because there's a second screen, it it's it, once again it mirrors the idea that over eighty percent of consumers when they're watching TV are looking at a second screen already on their phone, right? They're right there. They're looking. They're distracted. Look at a second screen. We actually reduce that distraction by putting that information right there, front and center. We'll be back in just a moment with more with Ilya Posen, CEO and founder of Telly. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, What's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app. And we are back with the CEO and founder of Telly, Ilya Posen. Ilya, talk about the funding it took to get Telly off the ground. We do have some amazing investors. Uh, you know, I think uh, ones that a lot of your listeners are familiar with, uh, you know, ones like kind of Rich Greenfield's, for example, fund, uh, Lightshed, who's a, an analyst in the space. He's one of our uh, lead investors in this round. And and many, many, many others that are uh, both in media and advertising, like the founders of Spotix that sold their company for over a billion to Magnite and so forth. So um, we've got great people uh, that have invested in the company so far um, and, a lot of, and a lot of investors waiting to continue funding us in, in our future rounds. What is it going to look like in terms of do you need more funding to keep going uh, anytime soon or are you good where you are right now? Yeah, that's that's a great question. That's the, the way startups are typically funded is, you know, to protect shareholders, right? Employees, founders and investors. Uh, you always raise capital in multiple rounds. It's kind of like a game of football, right, where you 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 get a first down, you move the chains forward, and then, then you keep going. You don't want to over over raise too much capital uh, early on in your business because you're going to take a, a lot of dilution. So you want to you want to raise some capital. You want to achieve your milestones, right? Then you want to raise more capital at a higher valuation. And we we plan on doing that, um, you know, for for the unforeseeable future. I mean, if even if you look at public companies, they're raising 
capital continuously from the from the public market. So that's that's kind of a standard, you know, order of business, if you will. Of course, you know, you've been uh, down this road before in Pluto, which uh, you co-founded. And uh, that company went on to get uh, acquired by the company that is now known as Paramount Global. Got to wonder, you know, is Telly something you're committed to taking uh, on an independent path? Or is this something that is bound to perhaps get acquired by one of any number of hardware giants out there that's already in the television game? Yeah, I I think... You know, any good entrepreneur will tell you that they're never building a company to sell, right? And even when Pluto was, was uh, when we got an offer from, at that point, it was Viacom, you know, Viacom to get acquired. Uh, we weren't in the market to sell, right? They, um, we, we actually went, went, to, went to Viacom for a content deal and, and they gave us a term sheet. So uh, planning on doing the same thing here with Telly. We're, we're, uh, we have an opportunity. The market's, you know, ours for the taking. Um, we've we've got great momentum, great lead, huge consumer demand. We we built a put out a built and put out a great product that everyone's using for many many hours every single day. Uh, I think I think it would be foolish to go out and try to sell this company early in the market. Uh, right now, where we want to stay independent as as long as possible. Well, here's the thing: as I look at what you guys are doing, to me, the surest sign of success for Telly is if we see any of the established players out there copy what you're doing and which the natural next question is what kind of patent protection do you even have on this, you know, second screen configuration that you have out there? Yeah. Great question. We look, we fired, filed a ton of patents on, on what, what we've built. Um, and that's something we're, we're continuously doing, but at the end of the day, you know, you and I both know that patents are just kind of, ammunition for lawyers to bill more and more hours at their extremely high rates, right? Um, I think in, in today's day, there's um, a, a technology, whether it's software or hardware, is easily, not easily replicable, but it's, it's, it's much easier to replicate something today than, than, let's say, 10, 15 years ago, right? And, and you see copycats forming all the time. Look at, look at Pluto, right? We were the first in the market to build uh, uh, fast service. We defined this fast category. And now there's over a dozen competitors doing literally the the exact same thing. But Pluto is by far the leader in the space, right? They've got market share. And, you know, what we're doing and what I would recommend to any any startup or any entrepreneur in the market is to build it, run as fast as you can, and maintain that that first mover advantage and maintain that lead. And and that's what we've got here. I think think naturally when you look at other hardware makers in the space – um, imagine one of them taking a product that they're selling for decades and and making it a free, right? What what would the stock market do to that company? I think I think <laughs> it wouldn't send the most positive signal, right? So I think I don't think it would be easy for for a company to go out there and just slash their prices just on the on this premise that this little startup Pelly is out there kind of nipping at their heels. Um, but look, if it happens, we welcome it, and we uh, you know we we plan on doing what we do best. I also wonder if, you know, we could see the day where you actually add a third or a fourth screen. I mean, who knows what sort of forces you're you're unleashing here. Let's not, let's not get crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, uh, you know, you, you I, I wonder if what you're doing here really isn't that different than 
what we see on news channels with tickers and all sorts of kind of, you know, dual screen approaches. It's not that far afield. You don't even necessarily need to have a a multi-screen panel approach. I mean, or does it really have to be some sort of second panel approach? I, I guess I wonder whether uh, there there needs to be a second pane uh, of glass even involved. Yeah, I mean, I I think the second screen really gives such a big advantage, not only on the business model, right, on advertising, but just on the consumer experience. Like one one of the features we have coming up uh, that I, I mentioned to you is is this watch party idea right we're right now we're, we have zoom right so we have a by the way you mentioned our camera we don't use the camera whatsoever for our own for business purposes the camera is just there for the consumer there's a shutter on there when you want to watch something it asks if you want to open the shutter so it's there for gaming and zoom calling and uh, things like that but we have zoom right now on the big screen but one thing we're doing in one of our next releases is moving zoom to the bottom as an option right so imagine you call your friends and family, two, three, four, five friends that live across the country, and you tune into the same sports game, and you're now watching TV together, right, from, from across, the, across the country. And you're synced up, and you're watching the same game or the same movie. That kind of experience can't really be done on a single screen. And imagine if a, a single screen experience where you go out and buy, I don't know, 55-inch or 65-inch TV, and, and then they're squeezing back your content, and it becomes smaller, you're kind of pissed off as a consumer, right? You just spent all this money on a on a TV, and and they're making your content, you know, a screen size smaller than what you paid for. I just don't think that's a good experience, to be honest. I think that putting a, putting the extra information, the things that support what you're watching, uh, once again, should be done on a on a secondary screen, and it just shouldn't be done in your phone, right? It should just be still front and center, so you're not you're not taking your eyes off the game. Speaking of the game. Sports betting is obviously something that's becoming bigger and bigger uh, in the sports TV business. Um, How does the second screen that you have come to bear in something like this? Yeah, I mean, it's sports is a perfect environment for this dual screen experience. So you're watching a game, right? You're look, you can see odds uh, on the bottom screen. Uh, You're seeing fantasy sports. Stats from from other from your players from other teams. You're looking at sports scores across the country, and as you can imagine, all the big sporting uh, sport betting players in the space are talking to us now about betting natively right there on that device. And once again, it's very close to what a mobile phone experience looks like. So you could do it right there, and you know, imagine without without taking your eyes off the game, being able to place place a bet based on the odds or based on the stats that you're seeing right there on the same on the same device, but on a separate screen, it just makes that experience so seamless. Last question, you know, 2023 obviously is the year telly put itself on the map. What is 2024 hope? What do you hope 2024 will be for telly? So because we decided to do this public beta period in in 23, we really got a chance to build out the product that we want. And if you look at the data and the usage of how consumers are using this device and the customer satisfaction rate, we have a 99.9% customer satisfaction rate. People are using this thing for hours and hours every single day. All the signals are there for us to scale. And that's exactly what we're going to do in 24. 
we're going to scale. Our demand is there. Consumer demand is there. Our wait list is huge. Uh, if we wanted to market to more consumers, we could, but we've done it with $0 spent on marketing, right? Our product satisfaction or customer satisfaction is higher than we expected. Uh, the data on usage uh, is higher than expected. The data on revenue, by the way, is is we, we hardly have a sales team right now that's selling that's out there selling ads, and our revenue numbers are already multiples above every other OEM out there, right? So all of those things point that we're ready to scale. So our twenty three was our year of of a launch. That was our big moment in our unveiling, if you will. And twenty four is going to be the year that we scale. Well, this is going to be quite a growth story to watch. I'm glad you uh, came here to tell it at the end of 23. Uh, we'll have to have you back at the end of 24. We could uh, see how far the growth story has gone. Ilya, thanks for taking the time out. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a review at Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music. We love to hear from listeners please go to Variety.com to sign up for the free weekly Strictly Business newsletter. And don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of Strictly Business. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. It's The Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela Yee is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yimby's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know, that's right. (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B.